This is Happy Hour with M and Jazz. Clearly, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Today, we want to introduce two very special guests. The women who have to put up with us. They love us, they hate us, but at the end of the day, they're kind of stuck with us. And when it comes to university, it can be just as big of a journey in our lives as it is theirs. In this episode, we're going to lay it all on the table with our moms, Nicole and Lisa. So grab a drink, because we'll be here for a while. gonna jump right in and the first thing we want to ask you guys is what is the first thought that comes to mind for you when you think about me jasmine or emma going to university so maybe nicole you can go first so um i guess uh one of the things that i was feeling strongly uh when uh, jasmine um was moving away to go to university is um I hope that she'll have a positive, enriching, but also a safe experience. And I couldn't help but think back to and flash back to my own experience at university when I left my home in Quebec City to go to Kingston, Ontario to do my uh, undergrad studies. And so uh, it took me a while to make the transition from uh, French to English, from one city to the other, from living in a close family uh, situation to on my own in an apartment. And so I was hoping that I had, or my husband and I had provided Jasmine with enough experiences that she would be feeling more comfortable in that transition than I did when I was in university. And Lisa, do you want to tell us a little bit about when I was going to university, what you were thinking? Well, I mean, it was always just, I think, an assumption. Uh, I agree with Nicole. You always think back to your own experience. And I grew up in a home where uh, it wasn't really discussed, but both my parents were academics. And so you just assumed that that was the next step and that that was going to be an exciting step. And I knew in my own mind that education was very important. So I think that from a young age, both you and Justin are aware that we think the same way. Uh, I don't think that we have pushed you in any way into what we think you should choose or what you want to do. I learned from the uh, from Emma by the time she was six months that she was her own personality <laughs> and that she was going to do the things the way she wanted to do, which... I think is wonderful. Um, I uh, have had we before she a couple of years before she um, had to make the final decision 
Um, the only thing that we advised her strongly was to try to go away from home. And that was partly because both of us had lived at home in our undergrads with negative experiences and just different family dynamics. But we knew that that family dynamic didn't exist in our family, and we hoped that, you know, she was in a happy place. And then after having gone with her to interviews both at Dalhousie and in Calgary, realizing that, in fact, regardless of what location she was going to be in, that this really was the program for her. And I was the first one to say it. Um, I know she felt very guilty that if that she, we would be disappointed if she stayed at home. But in fact, um, what we realized was that it was not about being at home. It was about what was the best program for her. Um, I didn't have any fears about uh, protection or safety. I, you know, Emma's been a very independent person and uh, I, she started to express some concerns about being so far away and she asked me how I did that. And um, I also went to Queens and I said, just remember, we didn't have any social media at all when we left. And did I miss go going from home? No. Did I miss my friends? No. Um, yes, of course, you miss your friends, but within a couple of weeks, you've met new friends, you get into your program, and you're completely consumed by school in both positive and negative ways. And um, the last thing I would say is that, um, you know, I said, it's very different now. We have social media, and I suspect that at times Emma wishes maybe we didn't have social media because I miss her terribly, even though she's two kilometers away. And, um, you know... Uh, maybe she doesn't like me texting her all the time, but uh, trying to just stay in touch. I don't expect her to call me every single day, but uh, uh, I know Mom, she's now. Mom, I'm gonna yes, I'm gonna cut your answer cut a little short. We gotta keep it a little okay. more concise. <laughs> I find okay, it funny. No, you're good. You're good. And that was a great answer. Um, I okay. find it funny how you yes. guys both went to Queens. That's interesting. Yes. Yes. That that leads My, but mine was not mine was not for undergrad. Mine was for med school, but still at you know a young age. So yes. Yeah, I guess that that leads into our our next question quite nicely, and that is what happens to your motherly instincts when we're off doing our own thing? Maybe we'll start with Nicole again. Um, I think they <laughs> they rev up and full gear. <laughs> they go from you know uh, right into things here uh, at the same time I think the whole thing about uh, you know uh, seeing uh, a young woman like uh, my daughter is now leave home to go to university there's a lot of mixed feelings and uh, so when that uh, you know pride of uh, satisfaction that you know uh, your child, or who's now a young woman, it feels confident enough to move away from home. You know, has what it takes to make it on her own. Um, so, but the whole thing is about balance, balancing everything, balancing those feelings of, you know, not having uh, the person around the house anymore. Uh, you know. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I think you have. To, I have to think about it a little bit more. But I think it's a, a, about balancing and uh, trying to sort out the whole um, mix of 
feelings that rise up. You know, it's just a, a mixed bag of, uh, of uh, you know, missing the daughter, but then going, whoa, you know, I should leave my daughter alone and let her do her thing. But at the same time, if I'm, I don't want to be distant, I don't want her to think I don't care or I don't want to be involved in her life. But at the same time, I go, oh, um, um, maybe she needs more space. And uh, at the same time, uh, in my case, my daughter is, I consider a friend as well, not just the daughter, but she's at a stage now where she's, you know, of course, exploring and making a lot more friends. It's probably more interesting than me at this stage of her life. And so, you know, it's it's just the back and forth of feelings and letting go and letting the person come back when she's ready. And, uh, you know, not feeling sad, not feeling frustrated, you know, trying to figure out the best way to communicate. Uh, Lisa, you mentioned texting. You know, I, I feel, uh, I feel um, blessed that uh, you know my daughter does communicate with us fairly, fairly regularly. Be it to ask a quick question or just to chat, or you know, um, so there is contact. But the degree to which uh, there should be contact is still unknown to me. <laughs> Okay, that was a very full-winded answer. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's okay. We really please don't feel feel free to cut me off at any time or say I. I know how much you love that, Mom. (laughs) And some, and and I I agree with a lot of what Nicole has said. I would I would say that it wasn't a sudden change because, um, you know, Emma has become Emma became very independent from a very early age and so it was clear to us um that she was ready for this so it wasn't a sudden change she's gone on lots of trips she's always been had full initiative she works things out um and when she needs help she comes for it so i feel like i have a very close relationship with my daughter i feel very blessed for that because i did not have that with my mother i had a very difficult relationship so a part of me feels like it's paying it forward what i have seen with my friends because i've had emma late in life and so most of my friends kids left a long time ago is that they go through this period with university you don't necessarily see or hear from them a lot and then they start to have children and build a home and they come back and they want to reconnect those connections. And I see that even within my own family with my cousins and my brothers and everything that, you know, we have more time now. I will say, and Emma knows this, and she, and I asked her if I could joke about it, like in first year university, I actually at times wish she wasn't at home because she was having so much fun. Um, but I, I didn't feel I could. Much, I think in first year. No, university. I didn't feel I could say it. No, I didn't feel I could say anything because you always put your your nose to the grindstone Monday to Friday. Um, you had worked very hard for full scholarships, and you were doing your work, and you were succeeding. So um, they are mixed emotions. Of course, you love them and you miss them very much. Um, but I also know that when they need your help you're going to be the first person they call every single time. In regards to my mom, Nicole, how do you think our relationship has changed since I moved away to Calgary? You don't need to write a novel. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I I think it's um, a bit more uh, 
less a child-parent relationship and it's more, uh, you know, adult to adult. Um, I think that, that that's the main difference. And so there are things that um, sometimes I feel compelled uh, to say and then I think about it and I go, no, that would be something I would have said, you know, so many years ago or a parent to a child, I need to refrain from this and I have to shift gears and say, okay, I'll approach it more as, you know, this is another adult. And that's how I, I'm learning to relate. And I go back and forth between that. But I'd like to uh, be more successful at having more more the adult-to-adult uh, adult conversation more often. But uh, So that's where I'm at right now. Okay, switching on to a different note, what do you guys think the worst thing that we've done when we left your house has been, or since we've been at university? We can start with Lisa on this one. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> the worst thing you've done? Um, uh, We're not going to give you guys the right answer, but you can guess all you want. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, oh, you're, so this is comparing what you think has been the worst thing that we've done as well. No, no, no. In you just. Or... Oh, do you okay. want us to guess what the worst thing you've done oh, at that university? Would be... Actually, no, no, no. that would be hilarious. You guess what I've done, <laughs> and I'm going to no, guess I what would... you've done. Okay. Well, no, I, I, I would like to know what you think you have felt the worst thing is before I answer this question. The worst? No, um, for you. No, no, no. no you have okay. to guess. So, you have to guess. Okay. So the, so the difficult thing, I mean, so for me, it's, it's very fresh because it only happened a couple of weeks ago and um, she's only a couple kilometers away. And, um, you know, it wasn't the worst thing because in fact, it was a blessing in disguise. But as you know, I had major spinal surgery. So the blessing was that she and her friends did all the moving without me normally packing all the boxes and doing everything myself. The hard part was coming home and realizing that she wasn't here. No, no, no. She was so close. Okay, yeah. I think we have the wrong idea on this question. Although that was okay, very so the worst, sweet. The worst, the worst thing is uh, you coming home some nights and, and um, you know, being a little over the top after having some parties so that but you're a very good kid so there's never there's never been anything terrible or anything that I would not hold against you or I would hold against you or feel that was very traumatic she's talking so, about the time she found me lying on the bathroom floor in my drool so <laughs> yeah <laughs> well and and uh, the and the reaction that her younger brother had, and making sure that he wasn't going to post anything on social media about that. And, <laughs> so uh, many photos. And, and and also reminding her that you know bragging once or twice about drinking too much and maybe it coming up, if that's a nice word to say it. Um, that after a while, you can only brag about that once or twice, and then you don't need to brag about it anymore. And also that you're paying a lot of money for that alcohol, so you're not. Why are you renting it for a short period of time? <laughs> let, let, let's let's keep it down. Okay, oh, that, that was a great answer. Thank a, you very much. That's a pull quote. Uh, you know, I always I've always said to her, I'm not going to pass judgment. I'm here to support her. I love her, and uh, and the other thing is to remind her that even though. I think they forget that we as parents have done exactly the same things that they've done, even though it was 30 or 40 years ago. This is nothing new to us. 
Okay, Nicole, what do you think the worst thing Jasmine's done has been? I think that she's hidden it from me so that I wouldn't know what it was. Uh, and that's okay. One day we'll be talking a few years from now and she'll say, remember, at that particular point, this is what happened. And that's kind of how she reveals things to us. Um, so I'm not sure exactly what it is. I, I can't say that uh, the same thing or experience as uh, what you described, Lisa, is is what I had when I was younger. Like, I was very different. And so it, it, it kind of fascinates me, actually, when I see my daughter go into the world and experience it differently from myself. And I think that's fine. That's okay. And uh, she is who she is. And, and, uh, and I like that. And I learn uh, and discover more things about her. But... I don't think that she's told me the worst of what she's done, you know. And when she has done a few things here and there, it comes up uh, a year or two later in conversations with myself or with my husband and I when she's in the mood and she sits us down decides to have a chat. So, yeah. Okay, you don't yeah. have any guesses at all? Well, and, and uh, <laughs> the, only, the only other thing that I would add is that um, Emma knows that she can tell me everything. And although I may not be happy about things, I'm there to um, not pass judgment. And being a for, uh, being an emergency doctor and seeing what goes on oh. in the emerge every day, um, you know, I most of the times she's the one who's more upset than I am, and I have to remind her that some of those issues are first world problems, um, and that really I I can't really get that upset about it and I just appreciate that she feels comfortable enough to share any of those issues with me so mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Emma now that you've said that what what are the worst things that we have done oh that you or you think that you've done or you think that we as a parent oh have I will done? not tell you the worst thing that I have done um but I will yeah. tell okay. you I will tell do you I al- do I already know I don't know. So, That's a secret. Okay. No one's ever going to find out. Okay. <laughs> That's for myself. That's knowledge for myself. The worst thing that I think you have done in university, honestly, you were a, a bit of a goody two-shoes. Same so with probably, Nicole. So probably like drinking until you're very drunk or like maybe trying a cigarette one time. Nicole would probably be like kissing a boy or something. Um. So no. So first of all, you you don't know. So you don't know how much I drank. So I did not drink in high school at all. So I was very much a goody two shoes in high school, and I had two younger brothers, only sixteen months apart, who were full on into marijuana and all of their friends. And so I was the one that did all the driving home and being the designated driver. Um, but at the same time, once I got into university. Um, although I was an extremely good student and I did all kinds of athletics, I also drank a lot. Not to the point, Emma, where I, I probably have a stronger stomach than you, I think, and I've already proven that a few times, uh, even <laughs> while you've been a lot live. So to think that I was too much of a goody two-shoes uh, is actually probably an inaccurate um, perception of me. And not to say that I mean, I'm happy you think I'm a goody two-shoes. Uh, I, haven't, uh, I haven't experimented with drugs at all. Um, okay. So in that respect, you might think that I'm a goody two-shoes. Yeah. Okay, we're going to move on. We are going to do little 
speed round here. I want you both to tell me three things. Three things. Listen, not not three paragraphs. Three things <laughs> that you were nervous about us encountering coming to university. So list okay, us three things: alcohol, boys, and 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 drugs. <laughs> That's for me. Alcohol, boys, and drugs. Mom, what were the three things? Lisa, what were the three things? Um, I, 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 not alcohol so much, but drugs. Um, I also worry about, you know, uh, sexual relationships that are maybe uh, making decisions too quickly and not thinking about them and just giving into the moment. So that's another concern. And then, of course, you con- you you worry about some of the teachers they get and the experiences and difficulties that they have when they encounter somebody that really is giving them a hard time. And then the thing for me is the, the loneliness. I was afraid that she might uh, feel lonely at times because that's something I did experience a lot, uh, the first part of my university. Yeah. So. And again, it's different because, uh, Nicole, you're still in Quebec. Is that correct? No, she uh, Jasmine's from Edmonton and they live in Edmonton. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so still very close by. I've never been worried about Emma being lonely. I know she has expressed loneliness before, and that hasn't just been in university. And that's when you're going through a struggle and, you know, you're kind of judging yourself. But then usually you bounce back from that really quickly. And and um, so that, for me, has not been a, a worry. Can you talk a little bit about some advice you wish you had given to us before we went to university or something you feel like we missed out on? Okay, I'll, I'll let Nicole go first because I have to think about that. <laughs> well, I, I think that um, I don't think I, I gave Jasmine advice per se. Um, when she was starting off and during her first year, she had a lot of writing to do. And she would sometimes comment on some uh you know, either instructors or professors' feedback. And I kind of encourage her to be really open-minded about that because we can learn so much. And not to take it personally, not to take it as a, you know, uh, criticism, but rather take it as a critique that can propel you and motivate you to become better and more experienced. And and I think uh, that's one of the things I you know, through talking to her and her showing me her work and discussing her assignments in the first year. And uh, otherwise, I think I was really careful uh, as she grew up to kind of set her up for success and so that I wouldn't have to give her a whole bunch of advice per se. And also Jasmine is Jasmine. She'll do what she wants in the end. So, um I mean, she has two parents <laughs> that are similar, so and grandparents as well, and so on. It's kind of a long tradition. So there's just so much that you know uh, you can say to someone, you know, um, in terms of advice. And uh, but I will provide it if she comes to me and is ready to hear it. But awesome. I would say being open-minded. Okay, awesome. Being open-minded. Yeah, I, I don't think that I have anything really I I agree with Nicole's ideas and and what she said I don't think that I have anything big and specific to suggest if anything I've said this about med school and residency if I could go back and be able to do it again and get the opportunities that you guys get nowadays uh, in university it has changed so much Um, and 
and a lot of that even has to do with global globalization and being more connected to the whole world and not reading from textbooks that are 10 and 20 years old and the way you learn and the opportunity that you have to learn and the interaction. Um, what I'm very proud of Emma is that she has chosen, you know, this journalism. Um, I, in, in no way did I make any suggestion about what she should take. Uh, I get more angry about the, and, and I know that she's a very confident person and I know that she knows that people have said this, but it's amazing that people will come up to you and say, Oh, what's your daughter doing? Oh, she's not going to get a job in that. Like people think that everybody has to be a doctor or a lawyer or something. Well, the whole world would not exist if that's all you had in terms of professions. And as far as I'm concerned, if you are good at what you do, you will succeed in anything that you choose. So I'm not sure that I'm answering the question directly, but, um, I don't think I had any, or I don't, there's nothing I regret that I haven't told her because I think she already knew most of it way before I did. Awesome. I think that in regards to my mom kind of touched on this, mom, you said you wanted to, or you think you set me up for success looking at where we are now. Do you think I've kind of lived up to that? Yes or no? I think that you've gone way beyond that. Just, yeah. And mom, Lisa? Um, you know, Emma, like there's a lot of, in the beginning, there were so many things that I said, oh my God, she is definitely my daughter. She has so many traits that are my traits. Um, but there are other traits that she doesn't have. And so one of the things uh, even now is she will procrastinate about things, not necessarily about her studies, <laughs> about other things in life. And that's just, I can't, I can't say anything more about that. She's heard me say it. And, 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 you know, sometimes I can be a nag about that. So I think it's important just to uh, understand what's, I understand what's important to you, but also recognize as a daughter or as a child, what's important to your parent as well. And even if it's a little thing, doing those little things for your parent just brings them so much joy sometimes. Yeah. I think you gave us a lot to think about, honestly. <laughs> like, I think it's like nice to hear certain things from like your parents, because like, we don't always have these conversations with you guys. And I think that it was awesome to kind of hear about your own experience and how kind of this transition has been on you guys in comparison to how it's been for us. Yeah, and we're really thankful that you came on here and it gave us a lot of perspective into what we should be looking at in the future and what we can look back on and learn from. Thank you so much for calling in. No Thank problem. You. We love you. We love, we love you, you very much. Okay, bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Happy Hour. I'm Jasmine Krawczyk. And I'm Emma Boyne. This episode was produced by Charlotte Holmes and edited by Kamil Karimi. Our show theme is from DJ Diamond Dash. Thanks again to these beautiful women for joining us today. Cheers. Cheers.